You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom Brocha, it's with a little bit of shock that we realize that we have come to a complete year since the Estalkus of Marenu, Rav Tzvi Greenblatt, Um I'm not sure if he would be happy that I said uh, as he was very mocked on that term. Um, I think for all of us who were close to him and grew up with him, um, his sheer koima has really increased over this year as we've all come together and remembered and discovered. Uh, I got very few askamas uh, to original things that I tried to say to Rav Nota. Uh, one of the things it was that with you, not askam on a safer, but on something I said uh, at Hakomas Matseva uh, for my mother, Ola So uh, included in a couple of other uh, Jewish type of ideas that I was trying to bring out, I mentioned why was it that the term is interpreted to be the Matseva, the Matseva that rises directly out of a kever. Uh, um, and I, I speculated that the idea was something that's based in this week's parsha and parsha's Sazriyam Mitzayram, uh, in Fosa Hanega, that the Shoyerish of Peishin means an extension, something that extends outward, something that you can see a movement up either in, a, in, in, in terms of tzaras, in terms of tzitzpashtus, or in terms of the matseva, uh, looking at it from above, how it seems to come out of the ground. And even though one is with a sin and one is with a shin, I suggested that that's the idea of nefesh in general, that as the nefesh is in spashet betoch haguf, fosa, posha, matseva. Um, and uh, I was very... Uh, honored that Ramnota came over to me afterwards after the uh, uh, ceremony and said that uh, uh, the other party wasn't so crazy about, but he liked this suggestion. And I think it's too good past, as we say, that things that are that people can notice, people that, that you see this as Bashtas, Ramnota, I think, uh, would have been the biggest person to understand, the prime person to understand how by looking at Dirleim, you get into the neshama of that person. Um, and Rav Nota did that so often. Uh, Rabbi Leibowitz, who was close to Rav Nota, I think shares that. And I just share with you before Rabbi Leibowitz begins to talk, uh, the haskama that was given to Rabbi Leibowitz is wonderful, Svarim al Chayodam, Nasiach Bechukecha. And this was 15 years ago, over 15 years ago, what Rav Nota writes. Ramnata speaks here about, and of course, Askama from Ramnata always means something special because you're not just going to get your typical bladder boilerplate. He's going to uh, give you a little bit of a history lesson. He's going to tell you some things, as he does here about the significance of the Chayodam. Appreciated in the Chayodam the fact that it's not just a safer Likut, that despite the, the, the language, which seems to be easy and simple, but there are cont- in it, as Rav Nota said, a lot of lamdis, lamdish, boltim, ikol alocha, it will be biuro hariganali shalachayodam. He, Rav Nota, felt a, a kindred sense of that original thinking and the ability within a certain 
part, you know, part statements that were bekitzer to be koilate lumbus and originality, which is, I think, what Rav Nolte appreciated in the Chayodim. And as you can see, he spills this over to our, our uh, to our speaker today, Rabbi Leibowitz, who even 15 years ago, as he says, and he calls him, of course, Yedidi Hayokar Achoshuv, um, that that his dvarim are not just mechukamim and with bekiyas nifla, which Rav Nolte was impressed somewhat by, but more than that, he was impressed with the lumdistika havana binyonim, the fact that it isn't just uh, a barilan type of uh, bikiyas or finding things, it was actually a real understanding, original, uh, going to the depth of something, making it real and alive. And as he says, and this is so telling, we all know about Rav Nota's brilliance. We all know about the DNA that he was blessed with that gave him his sharpness. But Rav Nota says real greatness comes through, as we all know from Chazal, even through geniuses, through effort, through being made on something, but to the shikeda that's necessary for it. And as Rav Nota writes to Rabbi Leibowitz, that how do you get that? Yutaka needs strength. Menuchas aguf in the nefesh. And um, and Rav Nota understood that and how he tried to carve that out for himself to be able to have in those lonely hours in Memphis, to be able to have that menuchas hanefesh and goof to to involve himself with Yigiyah and Shkeda Atsuma. So it's definitely min motzes minoy, Rabbi. Thank you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate the introduction. And I also appreciate uh, you inviting me to give this shear. It's a, it's a big success for me to give this year in honor of Mori Varabi Ravnata. Um, you, you know, when Ravnata sent me that Haskama that you just read originally, I said, thank you very much for the Haskama and the Chayi Adam. Maybe you could write one for me too. <laughs> anyway, so um, Ravnata, one of the things that, really, that, that he really held up strongly is his Sefer. He held that his Sefer was um, what, what, it was a sefer on Chumash, but very much like the Meshachachma, it's not a sefer on Chumash. It's it, he was very excited. He told me once that someone told him that a sefer like this hasn't been written in a hundred years, something like that. Uh, so he, his, his and this it's true. It's not the typical style for one to write a sefer on Chumash. People don't use that anymore to use the Chumash to write a sefer on the Gemara, like the Tosa Hoshin writing a sefer on Gemara using the Shofanara or Nata. Renata did something similar using using the Chumash. What I'd like to do today is, since the, the Velt is learning Mesecha um, Sota, so I thought I'd, I'd pick something from Mesecha Sota. It's not going to be entirely from Renata Sefer, but definitely that, that's going to be the framework of, of what I want to speak about today. So, um, you know, for, for those learning Mesecha Sota, um, this will be more obvious to those who aren't learning Dafyomi right now. I'll try to, I'll try to make it clear as well. The one of the issues that, that we have, Tosas points out at the beginning of the second parak, is that there are many differences between the way the, the Seder HaPsukim, the way the Psukim are set up, and the way the Seder HaMishnayis are set up. And they, they're not in, uh, they're not aligned with each other. Tosas actually has a suffix, which order is Dafka? Is the Seder HaMishnah Dafka? Is the Seder HaPsukim Dafka? 
Tosus at the beginning of the second parak has that question, and then as Tosus moves on moves on in on there's a line uh, over there where Tosus explains at least the way the Marsha understands Tosus is saying that actually the seder ha sukim is dafka, the seder ha mishnayis, the order in the Mishnah is lav dafka, and therefore you can't follow the it, it, even with the evidence, it's not going to be kosher if you would follow the seder ha mishnah, you have to follow the seder ha the, the seder ha sukim. But what you see from this is that they're they're not aligned. You don't have a clear alignment between oh this pasuk is referring to to this mishnah. You, you can't just kind of easily follow it through. And therefore, there's some level of ambiguity as to what the various psukim are referring to. So I want, I want, we're going to focus today on three psukim, but, but obviously get, get, get beyond the psukim. There's a pasuk in, in, in the Parsha Sot, the Parsha Naso, and pasuk Tezayin, which is quite an, an ambiguous pasuk. The pasuk says, V'hikriv osah kohen v'amida l'fnei Hashem. V'hikriv osah kohen v'amida l'fnei Hashem. If you took that pasuk uh, by itself, you would say it's Can referring you? That Kohen, the Kohen, uh, brings her clothes and, and stands her up with Nei Hashem. However, in kind of in the context of the Parsha, uh, that it's coming right after the Torah speaking about the, the bringing of the carbon mincha, the mincha, the mincha sota that she's supposed to bring. Now, in, there's another pasuk that says that you're supposed to take the isha and be mamed her lefnei Hashem. The pasuk says in pasuk Yud Ches, isha lefnei Hashem ufara rojta isha. That that's when you start the 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 ma'isa bizayon where you where you uncover her hair, you makalkel her sar. If it's if, uh, uh, the, the Gemara says. So the point is that that pasuk is clearly talking about the isha, and then there's another pasuk later on, pasuk Papei, which talks once again about the carbon mincha. The pasuk says, miyad ha'isha." The kohen is supposed to take the carbon mincha from the hands from, from the hands of the isha. Uh, ha miyad ha'isha, minchas He's supposed to take the carbon, the heinif, etc. and bring it to the mizbeach. So. The last pasuk we said clearly talking about the carbon mincha. The second pasuk clearly talking about the isha. The question is, what's the first pasuk referring to? So the Mishnah Lamelech, not something you would expect the Mishnah Lamelech to, 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 to speak about. The Mishnah Lamelech in the Mishnah Lamelech, not the Parshas Tarakim. The Mishnah Lamelech explains that the the, the pashtus is that that pasuk is talking about the carbon mincha. Uh, it's it's written because carbon mincha is lashen is lashen but it's coming right after the carbon mincha. The Kohen should take the carbon mincha and be mamid the carbon mincha b'fnei Hashem. Ibn Ezra explains the same way. And um, the, the Mishnah Melech then goes on and says, but it doesn't seem that way from the Tosefta. The Tosefta seems to, to understand that that Pasuk is referring. The, the Mishnah Melech then cites a Maharsha, uh, the Maharsha on the Taisus and the Chesam and the Aleph, where the Maharsha says that the, the, this Pasuk of Yehikrivo Saha Kohen Vehemida Lefnei Hashem, he says, the Maharsha says, um, it has to be talking, of, uh, he says, that you can't explain that it's referring to the carbon mincha. It can't be that this pasuk is referring to the carbon mincha, because there's another pasuk referring to the carbon mincha. So this pasuk of Vehikriv, Osa, HaKohen, Vehemida, Lefnei Hashem, must be referring to the Isha herself. That, that, that's, what the, that's what the Marsha says. To which the Mishnah Lamelech says, well, just like you have a repetitive pasuk about, just like you have a repetitive pasuk about the carbon mincha, you also have a repetitive pasuk about the Isha too. So what's the Marsha going to accomplish by saying that this pasuk can't, can't be referring, the Marsha says it can't be referring to the carbon mincha, it's referring to the Isha. 
He have a repetitive pasuk for the for the minfa. He have a repetitive pasuk for the, for the isha. The the, the mishnah says lo yadati eich I don't know how it's going to be any better according to what the marsha says because the pasuk says the avater So you have another pasuk referring to the isha. You have another pasuk referring to the carbon minfa. So to say that this pasuk must be referring to the isha, otherwise it's repetitive, doesn't help you anything because you have another pasuk that's repetitive anyway. So th- these are the kind of this is the issue. That, that comes out. Rabbanatha doesn't quote these these sources in his in his sefer, but certainly this is something that that he that he was trying to work through and struggling with as well. So let, let's to try to understand why we have two psukim. Let's assume that the Mishnah Melech is is correct, or the way he understands that the Tosefta is correct, that the Marsha is correct, and that the two psukim are referring to the Isha, even though the Pashti Dikra may be referring to the Karban Mincha. So it turns out you have two psukim for the Isha. One saying Hashem. You take the Sota. And your mom and her lifnei Hashem. You have another pasuk which says vehemet akohen es aisha lifnei Hashem. The kohen is supposed to be mamet the isha, stand the woman up lifnei Hashem. What? Why is it twice? Why do you need these two psukim? And why does the Gemara only speak about the second one? Why does the Gemara never speak about the first one? So let's just get some kind of background over here and understanding of, of what goes on with the sota. So the Gemara there's a mission on Davzayin Amad Aleph. The Mishnah tells us, the second Mishnah on Zion and Aleph tells us that one of the things they did is after they brought the Sota to the local Bezdin, they would send the Sota to Yerushalayim. Malin Osa the Bezdin Hagadol Sheb Yerushalayim. They would bring her up to the Bezdin Hagadol Sheb Yerushalayim. And if she still maintains her innocence, if she still says she's Tahora, they would be Malin Osa Lishar Hamizrach Lishar Haniknar. A bit of an issue with the Girsa over there. But Lishar Hamizrach Lishar Haniknar which Rashi explains means the Shar HaMizrach is the eastern gate entering the Harabayas. Then as you would move up in the Harabayas, the Harabayas includes the Chel, it includes the Ezra's Nashim, until you get into the Ezra's Yisrael. So as you would move up from the Chel is the Harabayas, the Ezra's Nashim is the Harabayas, and then you move into the Ezra's Yisrael, that's where you would find the Shar Niknar. The Shar Niknar was, was the Shar that separated between the, the Machna Levio, which is the Harabayas, and the Machna Shechina, which was the, the Azara itself. And that's, that's really what Rashi says. And the, the, the Mishnah goes on to say that the Shar HaNikner was used, the Shar Niknar was used to, uh, for, for the Mitzorayin, it was used for the Sota, it was used for the Mitzorah, it was a place where the Mitzorah would stand, he would be machnes yadav lebahonos, his hands and his feet, to put the dam of the Karvan on, on his thumbs. And it had to be like that. Why? Because he couldn't enter Machna Shechina. Um, his hands could, either because Bias mixes Lo or, or because it's uh, it, it's a special hetter, it's a ishtari um, type of type of thing, like the Gemara discusses in Yavama. So this is this is kind of the uh, the, the process of, of what happens. Then the Gemara, the, the Mishnah, then then says um, it's actually uh, the Gemara says on Ches Amid Aleph that um, you know they brought her up to Bezin Hagadol, and then later on the Mishnah says they would bring her up to Shar Niknar. Well, one second, where's the Bezin Hagadol? The best in Hagadol is the Lishka Sagazis. The Lishka Sagazis is Chetzio B'Kodesh and Chetzio B'Chol. So that means that the, the Sanhedrin was sitting in by the Azara. That means that when she, she's already at Sharniknar, where else is she? She's already at the at where the Sanhedrin is. And therefore, the Gemara says on Chesam and Aleph, I don't understand why the Mishnah has to say, now bring her up to Shar Mizrach, Sharniknar. She's already there. Hasam Kaima. Rashi explains, and it's important Rashi. Rashi says she's already there. The top Rashi on Chesam and Aleph says she's already there because that she's already by the Lishkas Gaza. She's already uh, she's already in front of the Bezin Hagadol 
the Mishnah went on to say how the Bezna Gadol says over different stories to her from, from Tanakh to try to, uh, to, to, try to um, make sure that she is, uh, understands what's going to happen if she's guilty, etc., and, and that she has the possibility of doing tshuva. So she's already there, Rashi says. Why was she there? Um, the, the, the focus, the emphasis, the purpose of why she's by the Lishkas Hagadis, by the Bezna Hagadis, we're trying to instill a certain eum, a certain fear into her. So she's already there. Why are you bringing her up again? The Gemara asks, to which the Gemara answers, well, you take her down, you bring her back up, take her down, bring her back up. The point is you're supposed to kind of wear her down. You're supposed to wear her out. And the purpose is to get her to be moda. It's interesting that Rashi says over there that you take her down from the entire Harabayas. One would have thought maybe you take her out of the Ezra's Nash and bring her back into the Chel. There's a bunch of steps that go from the Ezra's Nash into the Chel. Maybe bring her back down and back up. No, for some reason Rashi says you take her down off the entire Harabayas. And I don't know what the heck of Rashi is for that. That's just a, a, a slight hara. Anyway, the, the point is that you see from here that you see from here that she's already at the Bezin Hagadol. There's a din in Bezin Hagadol, and the purpose of the Bezin Hagadol is to instill a certain fear into her. And then they bring her back up to, uh, to, to the same makom, to the same spot. Now, um, the, the Gemara, a little further on Chesam and Aleph, says that the Shar Nikna was an important place. And it says in the Mishnah, that's the place where we're mashkin as hasotos, we're metaharin as hayoldos, metaharin as hamitzorah. And the Mishnah gives a whole list of things. And the Gemara says, well, I understand. The, 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 the Gemara says, I understand why the sota is going to take place at the Sharnik. Now the Pasuk says so. The Hamid HaKohen Es HaIsha Lifnei Hashem. That's the, the second Pasuk that we were referring to. The Hamid HaKohen Es HaIsha Lifnei Hashem. So you have to do this by Sharniknar. Now, what you see clear, clearly from this Gemara is that the, the original, at least the Rashi's understanding it, the original bringing her up to the Lishka Sagazis was for the purpose of Eon, was the, for the purpose of instilling fear in her. It's not about the being mashka her, but rather it's for the purpose of, of instilling fear into her. And then there's an, you take her down and then you bring her up again. Why do you bring her up again? Because the Pasuk says, Vehemin hakohen esayisha lifnei Hashem. Now, what's that for? The first time it was to be ma'ayim her. The first time it was to instill fear. What's the purpose of the hemin ha'koyin esayisha the second time? So Rav Nata suggests in his sefer like this. He says, if you look at Rashi, um, it, it's, a, it's Rashi in a couple of places. There's a Rashi al HaTorah. Rav Nata sefer is, is, is on Chumish. So Rashi al HaTorah says on this pasuk of the hemin ha'koyin esayisha l'fnei Hashem, bishar niknar, it's which is the eastern gate of the Azara, of the Azara itself. It's the way that everyone gets in. It's the way that everyone enters the Azara. It's the standard entry into the Azara. Rashi and Davketsam and Aleph says the same thing. Rashi and Davketsam and Aleph and Divriya Maskil Ifne Hashem says, that is the Entryway, the in and out, for all those who are entering the Azara, for all those who are entering the courtyard. Rav Nata, in his understanding, says Rashi is not just telling you random facts over here. Rashi, when, when Rashi is using specific language, it's for, a, it's for a reason, it's for a purpose. And therefore, Rav Nata understands that why would Rashi be telling you at this point that this is where people are coming in and out? This is where the tumult is taking place. This is how people are getting in the Azara, out of the Azara. 
it must be, he, su he suggests, that, that the purpose of Shar Niknar at this stage is Kedei Levaisha, is in order to be Mevazahar, that you want to be able to be Mevazahar in front of the Nechnasin Vahayotin, in front of the people coming in, the people going out. It's part of the Biosh Berabim that is necessary for the Sota. Again, we're, we have a goal over here, we try to get her to, to admit and not drink the Sota waters if she's truly guilty, and therefore there's a, there's a necessary Bizayon that has to take place. So in Ramnata's understanding, he explains that there's really two psukim, two psukim about the Isha. One is Vehemida, one is the Pasuk which could have been interpreted by the Karban Mincha, but says Vehemida Lifnei Hashem. That may be referring to the uh, original, uh, the, the original uh, going up, the original uh, standing in front of the uh, of the Lishka Sagazis. But then there is this pasuk of the Hemin Hakohen as Isha Lifnei Hashem, and and that is what the Gemara is quoting because that pasuk is what is in the context of Upara Rosha Isha that you have to uncover her hair, Nasan Al Kapes Min Karon. It's all to tire her down, wear her down, embarrass her. So in in the context of that pasuk, it would make a lot of sense that we're insisting on her standing at Shar Niknar. Derech Hanech Nasen, which is the way people, Derech Kol Hanech Nasen, the way people are going in, the Derech Kenisa V'Yetziah L'Chol Bo'yazara, because its purpose, the goal is to be able to be Mavazah, the goal is to be able to, to embarrass her. And, and that's, that's how Rav Nath explains those psukim. There is a, a pretty strong raya to this approach from the Gemara itself. It's, it, the, there's a Gemara, the Gemara on the Ches Amidbeis, the Gemara Chesed Mabe cites a Brisa, and Ramnata doesn't quote this, but 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 this definitely is going through the Mida Kineged Mida, the, the 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 various Mida Kineged Mida that, that we have by the Sota. One of them is V'chein Matzinu B'Sota She B'Mida She Madada She Madada. The way she acted Ba Madadu That's how they they kind of measured for her. She stood by the opening of her house, to be seen, to, to, to make herself a spectacle for, for, for the potential people that would want to be Mizana with her. Because of that, the coin stands her up by Sharniknar, and shows her degradation to everyone. So it definitely seems that the Gemara supports this idea. The Gemara supports this, this notion. Okay. Now, um, just take, taking a step back to, to understand other aspects of why that she needs to be standing by Sharniknar. You see, um, we already saw the Rashi that said that there's a necessary point in her be being um, standing by, to stand by the Bezen HaGadol. Um, there's a din of Bezen HaGadol. And it could be that that's coming from the Pasuk of Ehemid Alifnei Hashem, that could be. And then there's this other Pasuk of Ehemid HaKohen Asich Alifnei Hashem, which Rav Nata was understanding to mean it was for the purpose of, uh, of being Mivayesher. However, it seems from it, seem it seems from Rashi on Zayin Amid Aleph, if you take a look at Rashi on Zayin Amid Aleph, it's it's a it's the Rashi on the first mission on Zayin Amid Aleph, where we, where the mission was instructing us that you have to send two Tamidei Chachamim, so that just in case the husband is Baal Ahabaderech, they could they could be Adim or maybe tell him to start, uh, warn him in being Mashke the Sota, not just the Din and being Ma'ayim the Sota, not just the Din in scaring the Sota. But there's a din in being mashke the sota, of giving the sota to drink, um, when you're going to be mashke the sota, the sota waters, that it has to be be Yerushalayim, be Bezdin Hagadol. Now, this becomes even more apparent in Rashi on Zion Amid Bez, 
when the Gemara asks the question of why Bezin Hagadol, the first Rashi on the Gemara and Zayin Amabez, the Gemara asks the question, why Bezin Hagadol? And Rashi says, and, and Rashi says over there, this is a very important Rashi. Rashi says over there, we we under um, how do you know that you need a Bezin Hagadol? Says Rashi says, even though you need Yerushalayim, because there's a din that you have to be mashkeher for Yerushalayim, because citing that pasuk. So Rashi is using that pasuk to tell you there's a din, and it's not, not doesn't sound like it's it's for, it's to be mevazaher. It's it's a din that the hashka, the actual. To be invasor, maybe that could have taken place before, but the idea is that the being mashkeher has to take place. You have to be mashkeher um, by sharniknar um, lifnei Hashem. But then Rashi continues and says, "But where do you know that there's a din of best and hagadol from?" That's a Gemara's question, to which the Gemara answers that we learn that out from Zaki Mamre. So the point is over here that aside from what Rav Nata was suggesting, that there's a din of number one, a din of Ion to scare her, that for that you need Bezna Gadol, and two, a din to be Mevayesher, the Pasuk alternatively could be understood as to the reason you need Behemid Ha'isha Lefnei Hashem. You need to be able to be Mamid her Lefnei Hashem because you want to be able to fulfill the din of being Mashke her. There's a din, that din is, is in the Hashkwas Asota. That she, she needs to be lefnei um, Hashem. She needs to be in Yerushalayim, which is lefnei Hashem, meaning by, by the Sharniknar. And and you need and it needs to be bebezin hagadol, as we learn from Zakin Mamre. So what we see from all this is that aside from the Iyum, aside from the Biush um, being mevazaher, we also have a din that when it comes to the Hashkas Hasota, there are two requirements. Number one, it needs you need a bezin hagadol. You need the bezin hagadol. To be mashke the sota, the Rambam says like this as well. The Rambam says in the third parak of sota that you're mishalkin osoli Yerushalayim because ein mashkin es sota ella bebezdin hagadol shel ayin aleph emikdash. It sounds like from the from the Rambam also it's a din in the hashkas hasota that you you have to be mashke her in the bezdin hagadol. That's that's one point. And then then, then another point of 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 the hashka is that is is that it has to be be Yerushalayim. So one thing one. One point is that you need Yerushalayim. Another point is that you need the Bezdin Hagadol, and and the, uh, the, they seem to be two separate issues. Meaning, one is a din in, in they're both dinim in the Hashka, but one is a din in the Hashka in terms of where it has to take place, and the other is a din in the Hashka in front of who must it take place. And that we learn out from Zakin Mamre. Okay. So, so what we have over so so what we have over here is. There's multiple layers of dinam as to why you require her to be in that makom and you require her to be in front of the Bezdin Hagadol. One is a din in Iyum, one is a, and that could take, but that's really before your mashkar. The second is what Avnata was suggesting, and that is to be Mevayesha, which we were able to bring a raya from the Gemara in, in so, the Bryce and Sota on Ches, that there's a din of being Mevayesha, and Ravnata understood that's really what the Pasuk meant when it said Lifnei Hashem, the Isha Lifnei Hashem. The third is, uh, is a, a, a din in Bezdin Hagadol that we're learning out from Zakin Mamre. And then there's this other point that Rashi seems to understand. Rashi says, Hashem is saying that the Hashka, the Rambam also, the Hashka Sasota must take place in the in Lifnei Hashem. That there's a din, the Hashka must be Lifnei Hashem. And the truth is, there's a, a very strong reason to, 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 to believe that this is correct. That the hashka must take place before lifnei Hashem. As soon as they're her, they say, "Get her out of here." 
The gears that we have in the Mishnah is only the word Hotsi'uha once. There's a Taisis in Psachim that seems to have the Girsa Hotsi'uha twice, which is emphasizing get her out of here quickly. Hotsi'uha, Hotsi'uha, because Shalotit Mohazara. Um, and the Gemara goes on to explain. The Gemara, the Gemara goes on to explain what she's not in the Azara. Asota is not standing in the Azara. <laughs> what do you mean, Shalotit Mohazara? She's not going to be Metami the Azara. She's standing right now in Sharniknar. Sharniknar was not given Kedusha's Azara. Sharniknar had the same Kedusha as the rest of the Harabayas. And that was Machna Leviya. A Tami Mace is Mutter Bimachna Leviya. A Mace Atzmo is Mutter Bimachna Leviya. The Gemara says that Moshe Rabbeinu took the bones of Yosef, Emo, Emo Bimachitzaso, into the Machna Leviya. So, what's the big rush to, to get her out of Machna Leviya? That if she, uh, so we're not talking about the Azar, we're talking about Machna Leviya. You have to get her out of Machna Leviya just in case she's going to die. It's not a problem. A, 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 a Mace Atzmo is Mutter Bimachna Leviya. And, and Ratsa Rashi explains, Rashi says over there, we're dealing with the Kedusha Tarabayas over there. It, it, she's standing in, in the Ezra's Nashim because the Sharnikner had Kedusha's Ezra's Nashim, not Kedusha of Ezra's Yisrael, which was Machina Shechina. It wasn't given Kedusha's Azara. So why would you have to hurry up to get her out of the Harabayas? So the Gemara says, oh, it's because Shemetipras Nida, maybe she's going to turn, she's going to become a Nida due to the, um, uh, the, 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 the uh, she's going to get suddenly uh, scared and a, and a sudden scare could cause her to be Pearsonida. That's what the Gemara says. And uh, Anida, which is a Tumashi Yotel of Migufa, we know obviously can't be in the in Machna Leviya, can't be in the Harabayas. But one second, if we didn't need the Hashka to take place in the Lifnei Hashem, isn't there a better solution? You did, you were Ma'ayim her, you were Mavaza her. Take her down, take her out of there, and be mashka her somewhere else. What do you need to be mashka her there for? The the you know, and then you, you risk the fact that maybe she'll be Pirsonida before. Why would you why would you enter su- su- such a, a, a difficult circumstance? Get her out before. Clearly, the Gemara's understanding that she has to stand there, Bishas Hashka. It's a din in the Hashka, the Hemin Isha Hashem, like Rashi says. It's a din in being Mashka the Soda that she has to be standing Lifnei Hashem when she drinks. Lifnei Hashem means she has to be in the Machna Leviya, but not just in the Machna Leviya. She has to be in the Machna Leviya as close to the Machna Shechina, um, connected the Heichal, as close to the Machna Shechina as possible. And that really is standing in the Sharnikna. And that's why we insist she's, she's there during that time. The Rambam, the, the Rambam, when he quotes his Gemara, he says that, um, th- that they say, take her out of there. And because Nidos or Matamos, um, the Ezras Nashim, so they took her out of the Ezras Nashim. And this is a, a, a side point, but the the, the Mishnah Melech says it's not a din in Ezra's Nashim, it's a din in Machna Leviya. It's a din in the whole Harabayas. Why is the Rambam saying that they have to rush her out of the Ezra's Nashim? What, down to the Chel? The Chel also had Kedusha's Machna Leviya. The, the Chel also had, had Kedusha the Harabayas. It was, it was the same level of Kedusha. No, they had to get her out of the entire Harabayas. Okay, the, the Mishnah Melech leaves with a question uh, on this Rambam. So the point is that there's a very strong reason to, to say, like Rashi, that the, there's a din in the Hashkas Sota that she has to be standing lifnei Hashem, and that she has to be standing in front of the Bezden Hagadol, that Iyum is necessary. There's a Taisus on the Chesamid Beis, where Taisus is a very strange Taisus, but Taisus says like this, Taisus asked a question about... Um, 
Tosus asked a question about the timeline of things because um, Tosus says that it's mistabra that if we're learning out that uh, a sota needs to be in front of the Sanhedrin from Zakin Mamre, it's mistabra that the makom is goreim. So one second, we know the Sanhedrin went into Gullus way before the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. If the Sanhedrin went to Gullus way before the destruction of, of the Beis HaMikdash, that means the Mesota must have stopped years before, like the Mora says in Avodah Zarah. Arboim Shana. Arboim Shana. Yeah, thank you. Arboim Shana, the Sanhedrin went into Gullus. And therefore, that's when the Mesotas would have stopped. So why does the Gemara indicate that Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, who was much later, he's the one who stopped the Mesotas? Why? It stopped earlier than that. Tysus says, no, don't worry. It's a Tysus. Tysus says, Iyum, it's a Tysus on Zion Amadeus. Tysus on Zion Amadeus. Tysus says that Nira, the Iyum lo the scaring her is not ma'akev, and if you weren't mayim her klaus, then you would still be able to follow through with, with the parsha sota. Who's talking about eon? We're talking about a din that you have to be mashke the sota in the bezden hagadol lifnei Hashem. So who's talking about eon over here? Why is Taisus saying eon is not ma'akev? You see from Taisus a very strong point. You see that Taisus is understanding the din of the bezden hagadol is not a din of in Hashka, it's not a din in being mashkahar that you need to be in front of the Bezin HaGadol to be mashkahar. No. Tais is understanding the whole din of Bezin HaGadol is only for Iyum. The whole purpose of the Bezin HaGadol is only for Iyum. From Rashi, you would have said that the, 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 Rashi on the top of Ches says also the Bezin HaGadol is to be Ma'ayim her. We know the Bezin HaGadol is to be Ma'ayim her. But is it, is it only to be Ma'ayim her? Doesn't sound like that from Rashi and Zayin Amadeis. Rashi and Zayin Amadeis is talking about the din of Hashka and saying, Bishlama Yerushalayim, you need, there's a din that's standing in Lifnei Hashem. Why do you need to be Mashka her dafka in front of the Bezin HaGadol? On that, we learn out from Zaki Mamre. So it comes out that the, even in Bezin HaGadol, there's two dinim. One is a din to be Ma'ayim her. Another is a din to be Mashka her. From Taisus, you see it's not the case. From Taisus, you see that the whole din of Bezin HaGadol is only a din of being Ma'ayim her. I looked around and I saw the Karen Ora makes the same ha'ara. He has the same point from Taisus as well. And it seems that this is Taisus, this is really what Taisus means in the previous Taisus on the page, where Taisus says, the Gemar Shel Sota doesn't need a Bezdin Shel Shivim Biechad. What does it mean, the Gemar Shel Sota? What's the Gemar Shel Sota? The Gemar Shel Sota, is the Hashka, is the, drink, is the drinking of the Mesota. Taisus says, yeah, what does it mean, the Gemar Sota? What, what's a Tchila and Sofa of a Sota? What, what is that? Probably it means that the, the, when you are finally Mashkahar, it doesn't need the Bezdin Hagadol anymore. You only need the Bezdin Hagadol for the for, for the purpose of eum and 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 that you accomplish. So what Toysus is going to hold is that even after the Bezan Gadol went into Gullus and they were no longer there, there would still be a din of Lefnei Hashem. Toysus is not going to argue on that. There would still be a din that the Sota needs to stand stand Lefnei Hashem. So what would it mean? It would mean that they couldn't be Ma'ayim her the same way because the Bezan Gadol was no longer in the Lishka Sagazis. So you skip the eum. You're not going to have that level of eum, but you would still be Mashka the Sota. You would bring her up. She would still stand in Charnikna. And she would stand lifnei Hashem. Okay, so we have a lot of dinim over here because we have we, we have uh, dinim even within bezin hagadol. Whether whether bezin hagadol is ma'akev, it's a din in the hashka, which is what Rashi sounds like. There, there's a possibility that bezin hagadol is only a din a din in iyum, which is what Tosa sounds like. From Rashi would come out that there's two two aspects of bezin hagadol. Two aspects of Shar Niknar, maybe three aspects of Shar Niknar, putting it, putting it all together, it would come out from Rashi that, that, that uh, for Bezin Hagadol, there was definitely a din in Iyum, like Rashi says on Chesam and Aleph. 
And Bezan Hagadol, there's definitely a din of Hashka that you need a Bezan Hagadol, like the Rambam says, and like Rashi says on Zayin Amibes. There's also a din that, that she needs to stand, the Osa Lifnei Hashem, she needs to stand Lifnei Hashem, um, either because, like Rav Nata says, because to be Mevayesha, which is, which is what the Brisa indicates on Chesem Mebeis. Also, the din ha, the hashka must take must take place with Hashem, like we like, like we proved from the Mishnah later on. The hashka must take place with uh, Hashem, like Rashi says and, and and indicates later on. One more din about this. There's another din um, that comes up on Kesamad Aleph. The Gemara says over there that I understand about the sota. I understand about the mitzora. They're psukim for all these things that it needs to be with Hashem. But what about the Yoledes, the Zav, the Zava? What about these other Mechusrei Kapara? Why do they need to be Bishar Nikna, the Gemara asked? And the Gemara answers, citing a Brisa, really it's a Mishnah, a Mishnah from, from Tainis. It says, Ein Karbano Shel Adam Karev Elim Kain Omed Al Gava. You could only bring a carbon if someone is standing on their carbon. You need to, you, the bailim needs to be there. And the Gemara says, okay, the bailim of a yoledes, of a carbon yoledes is the yoledes. The bailim of a zavizava is the zavizava. They need to be there. They need to stand. That, that's, that's what the Gemara says. But it would seem to me like this. There's also a din. Who's the bailim of the minchasota? Who's the bailim of the minchasota? says that what happens if you have a sota who's married to a Kohen? Because we know that the, an Aishas Kohen, her mincha is nisrefes, the, the wife of a Kohen, her korban mincha can't be eaten because the Pasuk says on, on, any, on any mincha, it's not allowed to be eaten. So the Gemara says, what are you going to, the, the mission doesn't really speak about this so much, the Brisa does, but what are you going to do if a sota is married to a Kohen? You're going to say, you eat it, but one second, it's a it, he pays for it. It's the husband who's paying for the carbon mincha. What are you going to do with it? You're going to say that it gets burnt, but it's coming for her kapara. She has a chalik in it as well. That, that's what the Gemara is going to, the Bryce is going to struggle with. Yesh lo chalik ba, yesh lo chalik ba. So the Gemara, the Bryce struggles with what, what are you going to do with it? So basically it's a partnership. There's a partnership in this carbon mincha. She's a bailim, he's a bailim. But who's the Iker Bailim? So, so it's not so clear. Not so clear from that, from that Mishnah. But if you look at the beginning of, uh, of Perek uh, Gimel, uh, third Perek, Dafyotes, there's a Rashi over there when it comes to the Tanufa, when it comes to the waving of the Minchasota. Who waves the Minchasota? Lachora, the Bailim does. Uh, who is the husband involved in the waving of the Minchasota? Rashi says, who waves the minchasota? The Kohen, Miniach Yado Tachteha. He puts his, his hand underneath hers, right? It's either uh, whatever, Tos discusses how exactly, but whatever it is, they're waving together. Where's the husband? How come he's not waving? Zakrashi, Ubailim de Minchas Sota, he ha'isha. That she's the bailim of the minchasota. Oh, if an isha is the bailim of a minchasota, then there's another din. There's another din that when you're a baal of a karban, you need to be standing there b'shasakravasakarban. So it's going to come out from this that there's another reason the isha needs to be standing l'fnei Hashem. She needs to be standing l'fnei Hashem for the iyum. She needs to be standing l'fnei Hashem for the, uh, for, uh, to be mevazahar. She needs to be standing l'fnei Hashem to be uh, for the for to be mashka her, but she also needs to be standing lifnei Hashem 
for, when, when, at the time that her mincha is being brought, even though the Gemara doesn't say it for the sota, because anyway, the sota is there, but it would, be, it would be another din, that a sota would also need to be standing lifting Hashem when the mincha is brought, because it's her carbon mincha. One, perhaps, by the way, once we're saying this, then the psukim, the first one, which was vehemida, we said it really sounds like it's going on the carbon uh, on the carbon mincha. The uh, the pasuk which says the uh, the hikriv the Mishnah and Marsha were discussing. Are we talking about the carbon mincha or the isha? Because it's in the context of carbon mincha. Maybe it's talking about the isha, but there's a din that the isha needs to be standing with Hashem at the time that you're makriv the mincha, because there's a din that you that, that the bailim needs to be standing on the carbon when you're makriv their carbon. And then there's another din. There's another din of Hemina Kohen as Isha Lufne Hashem. That's Bishas Hashka. The Kohen has to put her, has to stand her up Lufne Hashem. I, I don't really believe that that's what the Pusik is saying, because if that would be the case, then this would be a Makar, that when you bring a Karban, um, you have to be standing there. And the, the, the Mishnah and Tainus doesn't use this as a Makar. The Mishnah and Tainus above, uh, the Makar that you have to be standing when your Karban is brought is from Karban Tamid. And the, the, the part of the tumult over there is that to what karbanos does this apply to? They cite our, the Shagasari in Gurusari in, in cites our Gemara to say, look, it doesn't only apply to carbon tamid, it doesn't only apply to carbon Muslim, it applies, it applies to karbanos yachid, that people need to be standing. That's why they were massacring my mothers for, for karbanos tibor. But even a carbon yachid, you need to be standing there, you need to be standing, you need to be standing with Neashem. And the Shagasari struggles with the fact that we find in Shkalan that there were shofaros that you could just leave the money and assume it's going to be done what do you mean how are you fulfilling this maybe it's only mitzvah he discusses he discusses this point my point what i'm trying to say is that if, if it was really a, a mamish a din and sota that she has to be standing with Hashem, maybe this should be a makar for other things as well the gemara never, never says that but maybe to you know a little bit to be mefarish the psukim one could say that after we finish the discussion of, of the carbon mincha the torah says vehemida Hashem. The, you have to be mamid, not the mincha, the isha lefnei Hashem, because it's a din in the carbon mincha that when you when you bring the carbon mincha, she has to stand lefnei Hashem. And then there's another din that when you bring the, the, the and then and then there's another din that when you're mashke the soda, she also has to be standing lefnei Hashem. Kenzine, the reason why that's not a mocker is because it, it sounds like we're being machriach. The hemida means that we're we are guiding her and stopping her um, and and forcing her. And the Amida Amida la Korban is not something that is you it, force the mouth to stand. Oh, okay, yeah, good point. The yeah. Amida sounds like the Korban has to be mimeter. The second thing I wanted to ask you is that um, we know that the Lishkas Agozis, which is the Mokam Goyrim, is not, it's true, it's it, uh, it's adjacent to the Azara. I'm not sure if in the Mokam where the Sanhedrin was at a din of Lufnei Hashem, right? That was, it was, it was, it was, it was Chatsi Bechol, Chatsi Bechodesh. And the right. Eum, so the Eum could have, the, the Eum wasn't necessarily uh, a din of There wasn't a straight path to the Kodesh HaKadoshim, like Rabnata points out, that any place that you could see where you're standing, you would have a, a straight eye view to the Kodesh HaKadoshim, that's called Lefnei Hashem. This was on the side, and it wasn't even technically the Azor anymore, because you were suggesting, there's a Machlekes Rashi Teisvis, that the Hashko has to be as a chalik of what the Sanhedrin would do, or the Beznagodal would do. Um, the Psukim the, the, keep on emphasizing the Koyan being Mashke, also a Koyan is called Atayra Hazois. Obviously, they're all not being Mashke her, right? It, it, 
it's clear from the psukim that the koyin is the one. Yeah, but I, who does yeah, the I, I, I meant I meant she has to be standing in front of the sun. I think from Rashi it's going to come out. She has to be standing in front of the Sanhedrin b'shas hashkaya. Not that the Bezna Gaul is going to be mashka her, but on the Din Hashka, which the Gemara discusses in Zayin Amaveis, Rashi says, I understand that you need Yerushalayim Lashkosa Bezdin Hagadol, the Hainu Shivim V'Echad Minolan, meaning it's not talking about Iyom over there. He's talking about Lashkosa. So, 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 so yeah, the, the, the Din of Rashi does seem to be. And the, the Lashon, I think, even the Lashon, the Mishnah, isn't the Lashon of Mishnah? The Loshan Bishma Shar Nikar or Shisha Mashkinas Asoitist, right? Isn't that the Loshan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Shom Shar Nikar. So, in other words, the Besdan would go from the Lushka Sagosis to this possibility. It could be it's close enough. In other words, when she's standing by Shar Nikar, by the Pesach Hazara, and she has some proximity to the Sanhedrin, it could be that's enough, but the, but it's a, it's a din that the Sanhedrin would need to be Yoshve Lishkas Agazis. They have to be sitting in Lishkas Agazis in the time when she's standing in Sharnikna, you know, something to that effect. There's Kevin Zogan that they, they're sort of aware of it, and then therefore it's under their aegis. No, no, it, yeah, they have to be there, they have to be there, and and, and that's what Tosa struggles with in the, in the Kasha, so how could you be Mashkahar once the Sanhedrin goes into Gala? Yeah. Um, just one one last point. There, there, there's a very this Ramnata does address, and this is a very interesting point. There's a Tais in Yavamas that says that I don't understand why it was so Tais is asked. I don't I don't know why it was necessary to to to, to hold back from giving Kedusha to Shar Niknar. You're not going to give Kedusha to Shar Niknar so that the so that the Mitzoran, um would the Mitzoran would stand Tacha Shar Niknar and they'd be able to be Machnis Yadam Levahonos. Wherever you draw the line, they'll stand on the outside of the red line, and they'll stick their hands through the red line. You, you draw the line here, you draw the line here, you draw the line here. Wherever you're going to draw the line, they'll be machnis yadam levahonos. There's not a reason not to give kedusha to Sharniknar. Let's say they did give kedusha to Sharniknar, and the, then then the the, the mitzorayin would stick their hands tacha Sharniknar. They would stand outside of Sharniknar and stick their hands into Sharniknar. So what so what does it more mean to say the rivan in Taisus? Rabbeinu Tam gets a very practical answer. Rabbeinu Tam says, well, we want the mitzorayin to be protected from the sun. We want them to be protected from the rain. So they stand under Sharniknar and they're machnis yadam lebahonos. But that's why we we, we didn't want to give. Uh, Kedusha to Sharnikna, we wanted them to have the uh, to, to have the uh, the protection of Sharnikna from the rain and the sun. The, the Rivan gives a halakhic answer. The Rivan, the, the Rivan when, uh, in, that Tosis brings in um, in Yevamis says like this. The, the Rivan says that Ein Zel Hashem that Sharnikna wasn't Lifnei Hashem because it wasn't Ba'avir Ha'azara. To which Tosis says. Well, I don't understand. If you're going to give Sharniknar Kedusha Sazara, Sharniknar is Lifnei Hashem. That means the Mitzoran could stand outside of Sharniknar and be Machnes Yadam into Sharniknar, uh, and, and that would qualify as Lifnei Hashem. Tosas leaves with that. So um, Rav Nata explains this. He does it. This he explains in a sefer. He says by a Mitzora, it also says like kind of twice the Hemin Hakohen Hamitaher. The osam, strange, strange uh, grammar in the pasuk. Lifnei Hashem pesach olamoi, and then it says later on at the end of the parsha, the chipper akoyin al hamitaher lifnei Hashem. So he says that that as far as what Tosus is kind of dealing with, that one second, uh, if they gave kedusha to Shai Nikna, it would be lifnei Hashem. 
it could be that you need to, there's a, a, another din in Azara, not just Kedushas Azara, but Makom Azara. And it could be that there's a, that there's a din that, uh, that, that uh, the, the Kapara of a Mitzorah, which is the Matan Bahonos, have to take place the Azara Mamish. See, one of the issues with this Rivan is that the Rivan is saying that, that uh, it's, it doesn't qualify as Lefnei Hashem if it would be if it would not be in the Azara itself. One second, it says Lefnei Hashem by a sota by a sota it says Lefnei Hashem, and that she doesn't go into the Azara. We, that, that was the whole Gemara's assumption. She stands in the Shine Nefer and doesn't enter the Azara. So so Rav Nata explains that it's true, but by the Mitzora where there's an extra bechiper al hamitaher Lefnei Hashem. So the pasuk is coming to say number one, the Hamada has to be right by the Azara, which is in Shine. Number two, the, you have to be maknis your, 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 the bahonos not only into something which has kedushas azara, but into the something which has which is the makom azara, which is the which is the halal azara, the halal the, the, the azara itself, and that's why the, uh, the it was necessary to not give kedusha to sharniknar and enable her to, uh, the Mitzorah to stand in Sharniknar and be machnis his hand into the actual Azara so that you could fulfill both dinim of Lefnei Hashem, to be mamid the Mitzorah Lefnei Hashem in Sharniknar and to have him machnis his hand to get the kapara on the Bahonos by sticking his hands into not just something which has Kedushas Azara, but into the Azara itself. So th- this th- th- this is how... Um, uh, yeah, we come out from this sugya with many, many different dinim of of Lefnei Hashem and why it was necessary for the sota to stand specifically over there. One is a din in the eum that which we said, which is a, a, a din in the eum that you need bezin hagadol. Another is a possibility that the bezin hagadol is necessary for the hashkoa sota, which is what I thought Rashi was saying, and not like Taisvis. Uh, then there's a din that you have to be. Uh, then there's a din that you have to be mashke the sota in Yerushalayim lifnei Hashem. The hashkas to take place lifnei Hashem. And then there's that din Rav Nata was mechadesh, which is that you have to be mevaza her, so she has to stand for Sharnikna for that purpose. And then there's another din uh, that that I wanted to 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 explain based on the fact that the sota is the bailam of the karban that when her mincha is brought she also has to be standing there just like any person who is a bailam on a karban when their karban is brought they have to be standing uh, uh, uh they have to be standing on their karban and since a sota is the bailam of that karban the, 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 like Rashi says on dafkaf the bailam of a karban is a sota she needs to be standing over there when 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 the karban is brought so it comes out there's really five purposes in being being uh, five reasons you would need lishkas agazes to Chaim Shama Chaim Yitzchok Chaim Yitzchok Rapfogel, who was his his site today as well. Thank you again, everyone, and again um, to to keep the fires as it were of Rav Nota's tire going. Ashrecha um, The family should have a a nachoma as this next level of Aliyah's neshama occurs for, uh, for him. And we should all be zeichet to him being a meyotzeisha for us. Uh, I'm sure he appreciates, and he did the sift of the rekiya, that uh, uh, in a real way. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 